adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to simply say thank you for your support. For season two, we're running a couple giveaways and we'll be selecting a couple of you to win some No Snooze merch, some products over at Orgain.com, or a $50 Amazon gift card. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in what we're doing, all you have to do is subscribe to us, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and DM us on Instagram at No Snooze Podcast, letting us know you've entered the giveaway. Thanks to all of you, the No Snooze Podcast is climbing the charts, and we're well on our way to spreading this message to the masses. Enjoy today's episode. Mike, open us up. Welcome back to Season 2 of the No Snooze Podcast. We are here at Greenwich Office Park in Greenwich, Connecticut with Brandon Godoris. He is very accomplished at the age of 27, and I feel like I haven't even started yet. Uh, on my journey based on what he has accomplished. Yeah, he, he makes me feel the same exact way, Mike. Yeah. So we're starting off on that foot, and, uh, you know, thanks for having us. We can't wait to get in the interview. We have a lot of questions. I couldn't hold back. Uh, I know Dave was hitting you with some, too, so now we're going to finally put it on camera. Yes. Uh, Brandon joins us as one of America's top 50 golf fitness trainers, author of the Ultimate In-Home Golf Fitness Program and The Care Principle. He's a PGA Class A professional golfer, Currently a personal trainer in Greenwich, Connecticut, with extensive knowledge as a certified strength and conditioning specialist, along with many other accolades in the field. Brandon is passionate about improving golfers' performance of all skill levels and strives to be better every day. As a firm believer in hard work, he has geared his career towards teaching others and helping them achieve their goals. Now, if that's not a no-snooze intro. That was beautiful. Brandon, welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm excited to be awake for this next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to uh, improve our scores by five strokes each? I think that's what you promised right before. Yeah, maybe we'll even make a six. Wow, nice. <laughs> I like that. That's a good sales um, pitch. So we have, a, we have a lot of information to, to touch on in the interview, but where we usually like to start is the, is the early years. Uh, so give us just a, a brief background of how Brandon grew up, maybe a little of the family dynamic and what created this, this monster uh, that we see here today. Yeah, so when I was 17, I had committed to go to Methodist University in North Carolina. And I committed to the golf management program because I wanted to play golf in college. And they had a program, I think, with like 200 kids. They had a golf course on campus. So whether I was on the team or not, I was like, man, I can play golf in college just by going here. And, um, I was taking lessons from this guy, Bernie Hersick at the time, who was a division one golf coach. And um, he kind of told me, cause I couldn't get in the positions he wanted me to in the golf swing. And he's like, you know, I know this fitness guy. Um, you should go check him out. I think he can help you. Cause I couldn't touch my toes. I couldn't squat past parallel. Like, Still can't. <laughs> you know? uh, oh yeah, yeah you I, can I, touch your toes. Just the, oh yeah, I, I could touch my toes. Look here, here. nice. <laughs> I'm not even gonna attempt it. But, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, we're, we're in high school where we're just sitting at a desk crunched over. Everyone's telling us about our SATs and you lose track of like actually moving your body. So I started seeing this guy 
and he took me through a golf screen and I was hooked. Like I, as, as soon as he put me on his program, this was like in 2011 before online training was a thing. Mm-hmm. I was doing online training and um, it would take like three hours to do a 45 minute workout back then because you would have to go on your computer and look at the video. (laughs) And um, so I was hooked. I lowered my handicap, I think two strokes in six weeks, which for a single digit golfer, you're like, man. Let's rewind. So what did you shoot in high school? Uh, I was probably around uh, like... Like around that 80 range. Okay. 80 to 82. took you from 82 to... I, that summer, I right before I left for college, I remember I got second place in a tournament that I shot seventy three. The winner, the winner was seventy two. So I wasn't like great, but for Wait, me, perspective that, that real quick. Yeah. Um, and to the non golfers who yeah. are listeners, just explain what a handicap is. Handicap. So, so if you good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if the par on a course is a seventy two, and um, you shoot seventy two, that's typically what's thought of as a scratch golfer. Um, there's obviously a lot of statistics, like they, the handicap system changes a little bit, but usually if you're a scratch golfer, right, you probably actually like shoot a little above that, right, because they minus a certain amount of scores. Um, so say you have 20 scores, right, they take your 10 best, Oh, right? So, so it's, it's kind like of inflated it, stats. Yeah. In yeah. So in, in essence, the handicap is a scoring system based on the average of the golfer. Yeah. Right. And, but a you know, but a little bit lower because they take the ten worst scores out. Gotcha. It's like basketball when you say like I when I ever ask me what my height is, I say six four. Well, it's really <laughs> six two. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Good, That's good. Exactly. exactly. Good. Um. And now, question: Did you? Because you you took us to to high school, and that you, you were in North Carolina. Is that where you grew up? I, w- I grew up in Binghamton, New York. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Binghamton, New York. And then I went down to North Carolina and they had an internship program. And the internship program, you had to do an internship every summer. So three months, three months, three months, and then seven months. Jesus. That's a great program though. Sounds like free labor. And constantly. and this was, who, who made you do this? Uh, the school. The school. Yeah. Wow. That's they a, haven't figured out. That, right. Yeah. That, that's a great program. We should get though. some interns from there. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but you would get paid for the internships that you went to. And um, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I was like, this is great. You know, so I got exposed to New Jersey, Cape Cod, Boston, Massachusetts, West Palm Beach, Florida. Like at, at 22 years old. I was living right next to the richest street in America, Worth Avenue, right? Okay. Wow. <laughs> and uh, because I worked at the golf course, right? And that's where they had housing. So, um, but then I would do two internships at a time once I got into fitness. So I would work at the golf course and then I would also work at the gym. Uh-huh. So my junior and senior year, I would do two internships at a time. Got it. Yeah. So work. So work ethic for you is, was a big thing coming up. Um, yeah. And... and the internships is what exposed you to assist in finding your, your passions, you would say? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my probably one of my favorite like sayings I've ever heard is the man who got to the top of the mountain didn't just get placed there. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, so many people are like, Brandon, you know, you have things so figured out, but I really don't. I just take a lot of action so that hopefully down the road, I can keep figuring out more and more, 
right? And where did you learn to take action? Like, was that just you always just like doing things? Are you restless? Like, what's your? Yeah, I think I always I always had this. Like, I think a lot of us like had have this drive when we were younger. Like, you know, you want to get really good at a sport or really good at you know good grade on a test or something. I think you know a lot of us have that in some sort of way, whatever that subject is, and it doesn't even have to be the two that I said. Yeah, um, but we don't necessarily know how to get there. So when I was 20 years old, like I had really been starting to pursue some things, right? And I had like been exposed to a lot of things that I was like trying to figure out. And uh, this guy came to our school and you know like, <laughs> you know like when people come to your school and it's a mandatory speech, you're like, do I have to go? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So It was one of those. <laughs> yeah, so this, this guy comes in and my roommate at the time, we lived off campus, he had actually gotten an accident that night and he, he was okay but he got an accident that night and he didn't go to this speech. And I was, I was like thinking, you know, you know, what if we switch places that, that, you know, cause this, this speech changed my life. This guy comes in, he said, I want to be the best in the world at what I did. So I wrote down the top 10 people in the world at my specific field. And I went and observed and learned from all 10 of those. That changed the way, that was my junior year of college. That changed the way I looked at everything. I mean, it's simple too, and it makes a lot of sense. I, I personally, we talked about this on a bunch of podcasts, but any documentary where it's about someone who's the best in the world at something is so interesting because they have such a drive and such a, uh, all the nuances they're so interested in because that's what takes you from like, you know, top 10 to number one or whatever it is. It's pretty wild. And I think uh, na- nowadays we have it. I mean, we're, we're so blessed that technology is right at our fingertips. Yeah. So without, I mean, just by identifying the top 10 in, in your industry that you want to surpass, all the information is available through technology on the internet. I mean, you can Google anything these days. Um, and it's something that is so simple that we just don't take advantage of. Um, and the people who do, they end up at the top of the mountain. Um, go ahead, Mike. So when you heard that, did you say, all right, I want to be this and here are my 10 people? Did you take action right away with that? Yeah, so I literally just started writing down my top 10 list of golf fitness professionals. And, um, you know, this was before they had like an actual list. Who right? was the top person? Do you remember? Yeah, so there, there was a couple of people that I, you know, immediately put on the list, right? That I knew like they were like the top of the top. And this guy, Randy Myers, who is the head of golf fitness at Sea Island, Georgia, he had worked with a lot of tour pros in the past. He was kind of like the big name, mm. right? He was my first target, right? When I had my top 10 written down. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to get in contact with him because it's like, you know, it's like, okay, where do I find his email? You know, yeah. how do I get him to respond? And um, I, he responded, I think. And then I responded back. In what form, format, email? email but I had to dig deep like you know like a lot of people shy away from the top 10 rule because it's hard to find this person's contact information yeah they're strategic right and um I remember I had to ask my director you know to help me dig deep to find this and he's like you know what my sister actually works there or my sister has a friend who works there it's just sea island it's just the first initial last name at Sea Island, just give that a shot. <laughs> so I gave it a shot and he responded back. And then I think he actually didn't respond back after that. And uh, I shot him a follow-up email, like the night before, the night before. And I get an email at like 6.15 in the morning. It said, 
you know, Brandon, if you have 15 minutes at 645, um, I, I'll give you 15 minutes over the phone. Wow. Somehow, Who's testing you? somehow I looked at my email at like 630. I'm like, oh man, I got to get up. <laughs> so I get up at like 645 in the morning and I have a phone call with this guy. His name was Randy Myers. And, uh, it, he told me everything at 20 years old. He told me everything I needed to do to be one of the best in the field. Did you ask him any questions or you just like spilled it? I don't remember. I just remember he told me exactly. I just was like a sponge. He told me you taking notes. Yeah. Were you, me, were you writing everything down or were you just recording him? Take it, yeah. I, I just remember just like, like oh. yeah, I mean, cause like, you know, my junior year of college, like me and my friends had a party house, like your mind's in like a totally different my place. My kind of guy. Yeah. And, and, like, you. and, uh, you know, I just remember just getting up, you know, where, where we go to a room where there was usually like probably 50 people at during the night. So it wasn't like a place that I went to very often, our living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just uh, totally just felt like a different space, a different air. It just felt like a whole new opportunity just being at that area at seven o'clock in the morning talking to a guy who's arguably the best in the world. Yeah. yeah don't you feel like you get like those epiphanous moments where you're like, wow, I don't know what he just told me, but I definitely changed what I'm going to do. I mean, it was crazy. I started after that, I was hooked. Like yeah. I, I started getting mentored by the Duke strength and conditioning coach. I, How'd I you get that. I just reached out. I just started reaching Shoot out, shot, kid. And um, then, then you know, a couple months later, I'm spent three or four hours with the University of North Carolina basketball strength and conditioning coach. Like, and it was just like I was hooked. I was like, you know, why aren't they teaching this in school? Like, and uh, and I get it. You know, it's just it's just something that like you think of, like, oh that would probably work if you did it but then most people don't take don't action do to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no you're absolutely wild. right and then on um i mean just to relate it back to to mike and i we're starting to see that now yeah like we're reaching out to people a, a long shot yeah um but um, the majority of people don't respond mm -hmm. but then the ones that do end up being big time conversations great connections come from it and the only thing that you have to because anybody can do it Right. So the the I guess the message really is to now go ahead and apply it. If you have a, a work ethic, that's an extreme work ethic, just like you do, Brandon. Um, we like to think we, we have the same mindset as well there. As long as you have that, go ahead and don't be nervous. Go ahead and reach out because the worst they could tell you is no or not respond. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think cold emailing. I mean, we're, we're seeing that now. I think he, you emailed us, right, for this? Yeah. I can't remember, too, because it's yeah. been crazy. And, and the so. timing of it was, was crazy because yeah. um, we didn't, I, I didn't even get back to you for a while. I know you and Mike have your, your own personal connection, which, which was good. It helped that. But we had babies, and you know, the email sat for a little bit. And yeah. then when I went back in the email and then responded, um, you know, I felt bad about it. But, I mean, you, you probably forgot about it at that time. Um, and then it all comes back. So that, that's awesome. Uh, moving on to the um, to Golf Digest, that's like a, a big name in golf. Can you talk about your your recent feature in um, Golf Digest and how that kind of came about? Yeah, so I guess that's that's a perfect transition into that story. So um, this past 2019 at New Year, yeah. this looks like Mike on the cover. Here. <laughs> that's gonna be me if I don't get back. On you track. got the hat too for that. <laughs> yeah. I actually do love that look. I might bring that back. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's Shane Lowry. He's a great. Oh player. yeah, that's him. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, uh, New Year's Eve, 
they told us find the, t- the top 50 lists in America for Golf Digest this past New Year's Eve. So um, I guess the word got around the area that I was the person to see when this Bryson thing started getting hot. You know, Bryson DeChambeau, he put on, I don't know the exact number, but like 40 pounds or something over nine months. <laughs> and he's hitting the golf ball further than anybody on the tour. So, um, in January, January or February, Joel reached out to me. He's like, Hey, I heard you were the guy around the area. Who's Joel? Joel is the guy who participated in um, the article I was featured in. Gotcha. So, um, we did a 12 week study on, um, trying to gain 20 pounds in 12 weeks to see how it affects his golf game. Good pounds too, right? We're not talking like me pounds. We're talking about good pounds. Yep. Good pounds. Yeah. Like (laughs) muscle, like like muscle, like, so what did you eat? Everything? I mean, protein wise, but well, so, so, um, so we met with, uh, Dr. Matt Myers, Dr. Matt Myers in Westport. Okay. And, uh, I just wanted to double check a couple things with him before, but yeah, he just pounded a lot of smart carbohydrates and healthy fats. And uh, obviously you take creatine and you eat to about 95% full wow. um, for about 12 weeks, which is not easy. Mike's been doing How do you know that you're eating to 95% <laughs> hey, full? Because well, I go 100, that, I think. We just yeah. go to a pop button, yeah. Brandon. Yeah. Is, that, is, that a good, sure. is that a good system? That, I mean, that that's actually a great question. You <laughs> yeah, know? it's like 95%. That's a tough number to be yeah. like, I'm at 95%. You want you want, you want to know how simple weight loss is versus weight gain? Lose weight? <laughs> it's, you know, if you're trying to no matter what the food is, right? You know, obviously that plays a big part. But if you're trying to lose weight, right? You eat to about 80% full. Right? Oh, wow. If you're trying to gain weight, you just try and shoot for about 95% full. What's the gauge on I would it, think you'd have to go to like, 110 how do you if you know, want to gain weight. How do you, you know? test that? Do you, it takes practice. But do you eat until you throw up and then that's 100%? And then you, <laughs> no, seriously, right? Yeah, like, I don't think 100 would throw up. 120 would be well, throw up. Well, I mean, but how do you gauge... What page are on, too? Because this is interesting oh, stuff, it. and this is very is. very scientific, and I, I love uh, statistical yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, there he is. There's Brandon. Um, <laughs> um, so, how, I mean, to the average listener that's trying to lose weight... You're saying eat to about 80% full. Give me something that they can measure against the percentage. Like how do they, yeah. how do you know how to get there? The yeah, yeah. So, so one, you know, it takes practice. You have to consistently have it on your mind. Hey, what's the 80% full for me? Um, and two, what goes in before 80% full is you have to eat a little slower, right? You have to eat a little slower, right? And if you're trying to gain weight, you have to eat a little faster. Right, so that was the first thing we talked about with Joel. Is like, hey, you're gonna have to eat a little faster to be able to consume what you're looking to consume, and um, it's the same way with um, the 95% full. So if you're trying to go to 80%, you know, think when I get up from a meal, can I walk around? Can I shoot a basketball? Can I play with my kids? Right, and if you're trying to eat to 95% full, you know, what's just a little bit smaller than Thanksgiving, right? Wow, gotcha. <laughs> Right. Wow, so that's a tough feeling because yeah. I know me after Thanksgiving, I am laid out like literally. Yeah. I have so that's a hundred percent. It's a tough feeling. I have to, you know, sit back, kind of. I might even have to unbutton my my pant button here. Yeah. Absolutely, so that, that guaranteed. Would be, that would be a hundred percent. Okay, see, yeah. this is good. Yeah, I, I like measurable stuff like that. That was a good question, um, by the way. Yeah, no, because yeah. we have. I mean, we have listeners, obviously, even 
Mike and I here, I and CV, I'm sure he's interested in this too, but you hear the 80%, you hear 95%, but you just gave us something that you can measure it against. So very nice, man. So keep going with the article, though. Um, so you guys started that study. I it found it too. 12-week 12 12-week 12 program. Um, did that get you the recognition to get on and featured on the article? Uh, so it, Joel kind of told me, he's like, you know, we, we had kind of heard you were the guy you know, in the area. So I was like, yeah, you know, this is literally what I enjoy doing is helping people hit the ball farther. Right. I didn't and know if you're going to do like, you know, when you read a story to like kids yeah. and you show them through the book, I didn't know if you had that in you. So, uh, but you know, we got hit by COVID four weeks in. Jeez. So, uh, I think like everybody, you're like, you know, what do I do? So, uh, I kind of said, Joel, like, you know, we're going to have to pull a Rocky four, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? So, uh, he, yeah, I just kind of, I sent him the workouts, right, through, you know, I tell him, hey, this is what we're doing. And we had already worked together for about four or five weeks, so he kind of had a good idea of the plan. Like, I had sent him the 12 weeks um, very early on. Like, hey, this is phase one, this is phase two, this is phase three. So what he had to do is I said, Joel, you just got to grab, you know, whatever you can around your house and just do the movements, right? Maybe the results, well, the, the results won't be as good as if you were training with me in the gym for 12 weeks, but you could still get results. So I said, we gotta do this Rocky Ford, you know, mm. thing. And so he started like putting like logs in his backpack, like fire <laughs> fire That's logs awesome. in his backpack That's to make weight. Up Dave's yeah, I like this, I like this. <laughs> Cases of water for like goblet squats, you know. <laughs> oh. And he, you know, it, it worked out. He ended up gaining, I think four miles per hour in club head speed and wow. 10 yards. So wow, and ten yards for someone of that level is a a ton, right? Like yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah, he went from two eighty six to two ninety six. Jeez, wow! And that was in how long? Uh, twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Twelve weeks. Wow. Yeah. And do you think your experiences back in because you said two thousand eleven, if I recall correctly, that's when you started with the whole virtual training, right? Yeah. And it's early I, stages. And I, yeah, and I was I was the trainee, so I was getting trained. Right. Yeah. So now, obviously, with technology and the experience when COVID-19 happened, you almost were, it's almost unfair because you were ahead of the game. Uh, so how did you transition, uh, how was the transition in the in the business model, uh, you know, amongst what's going on uh, in a global health crisis now? Yeah, that that's a great question. So the first thing I did was I just started calling anyone and everyone that I could think of. Um, I, I put this post up on my, uh, my warm heart life page that it just said, I don't, I remember this was in March. I said, I don't know the answer right now, but I know this. If you're at the beach, right? When you're a younger kid, right? And you build the best sandcastle you've ever built, right? But you didn't judge the tide too well, right? The tide mm. came up and it just destroyed everything that you had built. How'd you know I did this? <laughs> <laughs> we bought, we've been there, right? Yep. You know, what, what do you do? Dig a hole and then you make a hole out of it and then it <laughs> fills with the water. Remember you used to do that? Yeah. <laughs> but you, I mean, in, in essence, it, if you want to keep going, yeah, you, you have to try again and you back up so that the tide doesn't exactly. happen again. I would just exactly. re-back to the same spot. <laughs> you, you, you look for the people who are still standing when yours got destroyed mm. and then you go talk to those people and be like, you know, what did you take into consideration to keep this castle as strong as it is? Mm. You know, how do you protect the wind? How do you protect the water, right? How do you build the foundation, right? So I knew that was the answer. 
I was like, you know, who's standing strong right now? Right, who's standing strong? So I started calling clients, I started calling mentors, I started a mastermind group with my friends so I could have accountability. And I started looking at my business like real estate. Because, a boy, because like Mike this. Pirelli, Greenwich yeah. Real Estate. <laughs> because, because multifamily real estate is what's standing strong right now. Dave's Absolutely. very accomplished in real estate as well. He's very humble though about it, so we'll Got get it. into that. <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Right, so, so if, you have, if you have a 32 unit, Right. Okay. Right. If you have a 32 unit, right, and people are paying a thousand dollars a month, you're getting what? Thirty-two thousand dollars a month. And you're getting cha-ching. And you're getting cash flow. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I started looking at my fitness business like real estate. I'm like, okay, I need to get units and I need to get cash flow. So I went from charging a hundred dollars per session to saying, all right, I'm going to give you three or four times the value. Right, and you're only going to pay me a hundred dollars per week, so you're going to pay four hundred dollars per month, right? And you're going to see me once a week through FaceTime mm-hmm. or when things open up in person, right? So I COVID proofed it. I was like, you know, it's either going to be FaceTime or in person, whatever you prefer. And then all of a sudden, I said, I'm going to make you two, three, or four workouts a week based on what you want, and you're going to have videos of me doing all the exercises. So over the last four or five months, I've probably uploaded, I don't know, three, four, 500 videos, and uh, they get their programs every month. And now for the same rate of my time, they're getting three or four times the value now. Wow. And for the videos you were uploading, were they uh, evergreen? Like, could you reuse them for other clients or were they specific to each client? Like, if you were going to yeah. train Dave and myself, we have the same body type, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I would imagine the workout <laughs> would be similar. <laughs> Don't yeah. laugh like that, right? Yeah. You, come on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just put it on YouTube. So it's just the exercise. And then, you know, based, I take everyone, I actually do my evals complimentary okay. because I'm not afraid to say, hey, if I'm not a good fit, to be your person, you know, if you have an injury, then not, you know, I'm not, you have to go see the physical therapist or the chiropractor. So I actually do, I do a 45 minute strategy session where I take them through a movement eval. So that's client specific. And that's me. how I'm able to address the individualized programs. But are the videos, sorry, I, I covered yeah. it in a joke, but yeah. are the videos specific to each person or are the videos a little more general for like a body type type of thing? So you can replicate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the videos are just a movement, so like a goblet squat. Got it. Right, and then if I think a goblet squat is a good fit for you, then I'm probably going to give you that exercise. And then Got the video, it. I have my video library. Yep. And then so you have a library set up, so then you can quickly. Your next time is a lot faster. You're not I, making videos on the spot. You're reusing content. Yeah. Smart. And and it's like uh, you know, so many people are stressed out about apps nowadays, but really, I don't even really use an app. Beside, I just put it all on Microsoft Excel and then I link the videos there. So I say, if you want to use an app, you can use the app. If you want to print out your workout, it's printed out perfectly so you can print it out and write down your weights. Right? You're also creating a digital, uh, a digital training program because once you get that organized, you can have however many variations that you want of a program that you can then package. Yeah. It's genius. I, I love all this too. And then to, you know, we, I like to simplify things and really break it down easy. But in essence, going back to the, the sandcastle technique, yeah. I mean, this is a, a common theme amongst successful people at any age. If something is not working, you have to change it, yep. right? And it's the people who either choose to complain about it that they'll stay in the same spot that they're in and they'll build the same sandcastle in that same spot. 
or it's people that hold themselves accountable or start a mastermind like you're saying or have an accountability partner or something like that. That is step one. Take a different action uh, to move yourself in a different direction. So it's, it's not hard stuff, uh, but it's, it's the application I think people get um, you know, overwhelmed by and, and you, the, the anxiety builds up. But we're, we're big um, proponents of breaking things down and just one step at a time. And that's why you know, I, I love even what you said about getting to the top of the mountain because the only way to do that is to take it one step at a time. Yeah, or get a helicopter and jump right to the top. <laughs> See, he's uh, a smart guy, Mike. He's a very smart guy. <laughs> the um, There's a book called The Obstacle is the Way. Have you read that book? Ryan Holiday. Yeah, because that's Actually, a perfect example. If you open up The Care Principle, I mention him in the back of it. See, I'm a mind reader. Um, <laughs> but that you took something, and I, I am saying it because it's something that we did. It's something that we've, we've done professionally and with no snooze, where we saw the COVID situation as an opportunity to change the business model and make it more efficient for us. Right. So we're like, what can we change that is COVID proof or pandemic proof? And then went from there. So that's, um, and then the other big thing that you're saying, which in Dave's vein, trying to simplify things, people create wealth and improve and create businesses and assets when they stop trading time for money. Because once you create an asset like the videos, then you have leverage to then go and scale your business. Once you get out of the matrix of just here's an hour of work and here's my money I'm getting, you start to actually build something like the podcast, you know, stuff that we don't need to be here for, but people can consume and you can package and sell things. So it's very simple what you did, but very complicated. And a lot of, you know, 90% of the population doesn't understand it's super simple. Yeah, and, and it's creating value, which yeah. is exactly yeah. what you did. Win-win. Um, yeah, exactly. And thinking win-win is a major thing. And uh, I think it's Stephen Covey. Uh, that's one of the principles of you know highly, highly. What is it? Seven habits of highly effective people is thinking win-win. Um, Mike told me about that book. But now going <laughs> to the uh, to the care principle, right? This is something that I mean, it's a little selfish, but I, I want to know for myself. Right. Uh, this is very interesting and I can't wait to read it. But the the cover is a picture of you and it says the care principle and it says, I want my life to matter. Creating a life that makes a difference to the world when you're under 30. Talk to us uh, about this, how this kind of came about. Um, and, and I guess some of the the core principles of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. So, I mean, I was the the golf fitness book took a while. It took about a year. You know, I did all the pictures, everything myself. You know, I, I don't know if I would recommend that to people, but when you're young, sometimes the best way to be taken seriously is just to put some put your work out there. Progress over <laughs> progress over perfection, right? Yeah, and it's totally to get, preach. Yeah, you figured it out, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a book here. So, <laughs> so like, um, what most people don't know, what most people don't know about the golf fitness book is, uh, did did you guys have to? get a master's like at all no i no. did i don't mean oh, a master's yeah. degree yeah. yeah no i didn't no you could i mean business you can you, you did i didn't okay so yeah i mean i don't know if it's worth it or not but i i got a master's degree in exercise science and the <laughs> the um end of the program you have to put together a thesis paper right so you know it if anyone who's had to do a thesis paper they can relate to this you write the whole paper then you get the whole thing ripped up. The professor basically says, just do it all over. Like five times. 
<laughs> I don't like that professor. Till they finally no, but this isn't just like just this isn't just a school I went to. This is like you talk to any school, right? Because they're just they're testing you, right? And um, a lot of the people in my class dropped out or delayed their process. But I had a cousin who went through this, and he told me he's like, "Listen, they're just testing you." So, anyways, I finally get it done after I don't know a million redos. And they're like, you know, if you just touch up this, this, and this, you can publish it in this big book, right? Where it's just a little section in the book. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to turn this into a book. <laughs> so that's <laughs> so that's how I started. That's how I wrote that book. And um, whose book did they want you to publish in? Like the school's book? Yeah, just like a big one. You know, Love with that. whoever Shit, knows. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm just going to put it into something I can make money off of. That's another point. Ownership is key because when you have control, then you can make money from it and all that other stuff. Great point. Exactly. So the the whole time I was finishing that up, I was like, man, I just want to write a book about how people can relate to whatever it is they want and they can take action on it and understand that they can get there. Right. And um, my mentor, Tom Plummer, I brought up this idea to him as soon as I finished that and he helped me break down all the things I wanted to talk about. And uh, it was one of the coolest years of my life because everything in that book, right, I started practicing that whole year on so many different things. The care principle? Yeah, from relationships to the music industry to, you know, to the fitness industry, it doesn't matter. I was testing it on everything Mm -hmm. because the whole idea of Warm Heart Life is to grow together with people, Mm -hmm. right? It's a company that was started on core values. Literally, it was just started on core values. What is Warm Heart Life? So Warm Heart Life is basically what the care principle is. Okay. So Warm Heart Life is my bucket list company, right? And the whole idea behind it is to grow together with people. And I originally started it where I combined the fitness business with the um, personal development business, right? And it was going to be run a world-class gym facility that hosts the best concerts in the world for up-and-coming musicians. Wow, so wow. tying it all in. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's how it originally was. And then when I hosted the concert, so the front cover of the book is a concert I hosted last November, I realized for liability reasons I had to split the two apart, which was actually really good. <laughs> so... Um, um, now I have Warm Heart Life, which is a business and mentor business, right? So I have a five-week- professional development. Yep. So I have a five-week mentor program for students, right? And then I have a one-on-one business coaching aspect to that, where I work with people one-on-one, right? And um, then I split that up where I had the fitness business, it's its own thing, and now I have the personal development business. So I have Warm Heart Fitness and then Warm Heart Life. Nice. And the whole Warm, warm Heart like principle- started based on core values of the most successful companies in the world, which was, where, what would you say is some of the most successful companies in the world? Because I'm, I'm interested Google, in Google, um, Microsoft, Apple uh, Twix, sure. whoever makes Twix, Reese's Nike. Peanut Butter Cups, uh, Under Armour. Uh, I've Nike not. before. Maybe Under Armour. Uh, I'm just now, trying I guess to think, companies, oh, Facebook. Amazon. Had we almost been yep, Amazon. 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 Is yeah. Facebook top 10? Or no? Facebook has to be top Facebook 10, right? has to be up there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, are we on the right track? Or we yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's no right or wrong answer Keep there. Keep railing them all. I, oh, okay. I, you know, no shoes podcast. Yeah. It's like um, there's there's no right or wrong answer there, but I started studying Walmart, Pandora Jewelers, Starbucks, and Amazon. What? Uh, nice. I got okay, one. I got one. Yeah. Good. And You're a Starbucks guy. 
But, you know, what that led to is I started studying like all those other companies too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the top 10 You're rule. Starbucks guys, I hope. <laughs> Duncan's around the corner. As, yeah, it's Duncan's right there. <laughs> I was going to go, my guy, coffee. Uh, but again, so now the baby. same principles go back to like your top 10 that you learned early on. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. So you Smart. basically did the same, same exact thing. Exactly. And, you know, imagine, imagine starting a company called Warm Heart Life. Imagine how hard that is to get people to buy in. Yep. Right. Yeah. It, you have preconceived, whenever you use, like even no snooze, when you use something that people know, then they have preconceived notions. And it's like, if it's not exactly what you first think, yep. then it's you're kind of educating people, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I knew that- You do yeah. have that vibe though. You have a very laid back, like very yeah. calm- Very warm place. heart. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, you're you on brand. It's, it's kind of like- Brand you know, Brand in. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to the No Snooze That's Podcast. That's brainstorming going on. We're going off the rails. I like how you guys do that. Welcome to the No Snooze Podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. There you go. We're going to use that clip for you. That, I like that. that. No, that fires me up, the name No Snooze. Because Some, listen, it fires me up, but it gives people ammo where you really can't get away from it because like Mike you're wearing a the shirt. Accountability. Yeah, the accountability <laughs> part is wild because yeah. you're, you're wearing a shirt that says no snooze and you're falling asleep at like a family party. <laughs> yeah. My brother takes a video. He's like, you're, yes. whose mans is this? <laughs> so it's you're putting, you're putting yourself out there so then you can get the accountability. Can I get a no snooze? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. We'll take care of you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, so your business model, we did that with the clothing because yeah. they just the sheer amount of time someone does it better, they can just drop ship it. Um, then COVID hit. So the delays have been incredible. People have been nice and patient, but yes. that'll that'll gear up at some point. Yeah. But we'll get you one. Yeah. Send us your shirt. You look like a a large. Yeah. Nice. How good? Size what, There's what, only a couple what's that? What's the hashtag? Like, no, no snooze. No snooze. Yeah. We're very literal. Keep, keep We're very simple. straightforward. Keep yeah. it simple. Keep it simple. Um, so that was a perfect example of us taking you off track. Yes. Bring us back to yeah. a, to where you were going uh, with the top 10 companies, how Warm Heart Life kind of, yes. you know. Yes. And tell us about the music because I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> yeah, like how, yeah. why music? I, lo- I love the music industry. And, um, you know, what I've really found out as Warm Heart has developed more and more is I just love the idea of people growing, right? Okay. And the music industry, I think it's something that we all understand. And it's one of those things, you know, it's so fascinating when someone, you know, it's, you, you call it the rags to riches, but like, those stories. you know, you, you go from like, you know, like where 50 Cent was to now, you know, where he is now. I Dr. love how Dre. you're 50 Cent yeah. right off the bat. You know, like, you know, Dr. Dre, you know, how incredible is it? But then you start to realize they did the same thing that I did. They did the same thing that you guys are doing with the podcast. Yeah. You know, I I wrote a similar. We yeah. haven't been shot or anything. I don't, yeah. Have you been shot? I haven't been shot. <laughs> yeah. I just want to specify that. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of my favorite uh, books ever is Three Feet from Gold, right? Okay, and it, it's a it's based on one of the stories in Think and Grow Rich. Mm. So Think and Grow Rich, twenty twentieth best selling book of all time. Um, and the success formula in there, what, what would you guys say? If you had a formula for success, what would you say it is? I mean, I got a ton, but the formula for success is finding out what you want to do paired with finding out what you're passionate about, creating a lane and taking it one step at a time. Uh, that's my, I mean, kind of. Yeah, would, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's one of the better answers yeah. I've heard. When I asked yeah. that. I mean, along the same vein, you take something you're passionate about, but also creates money. You create money from that and then design your life that you want based on the new uh, affordability you have to be able to do that. Exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, and um, that there was a success equation in this book that really just was a game changer for me, and it's what I teach a lot of my mentor program off of, and it's success equals parentheses passion plus talent. So just the sum of it. We missed the talent. It makes sense. Oh no, but that's what you guys were kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. How do you find out your talent? This is one of the things in the mentor program. I say, ask people, what are you good at? (laughs) So you're right on. You know, when you were saying that first part, I was like, yes. You know, barely ever do I hear someone say that. Good. And um, and then you have the sum of that, right? And then you times it by association. Okay. Who do you need to get associated with? And then mm. you times that by action, right? Okay. Like, like you were saying, the steps, right? And then all of that together plus believing. Okay. Because if you don't, not believing in what you want is one of the easiest ways to fade away from it. Right. Right. And like Warm Heart Life, I believe that people need to hear the message that it has, right? Um, with my fitness training, I believe I can help a lot of people out. Right, that's why I've been doing it for ten years. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things. I I wrote a poem. It's called "Becoming Great," right? And it's just got Martin Luther King, and it's got Gandhi right next to each other. And it's called. It's, it's, it's simple. I thought I was good until I saw great. Mm. It was then when I understood what achieving my dreams would take. Mm. right I thought I, I thought I was good until I saw great it was then when I understood what achieving achieving my dreams would take right so what what that means is basically you think you're really good at something right I can't describe the amount of times where I said man I got this fitness thing figured out and then what happens you see someone who's arguably the best in the field and you're like man I need to learn what I'm they know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's the same thing you know if you guys you guys are obviously really good podcast hosts right thank if you, you sir thank if, you if, if I would you, say we're in the good level you know yeah yeah so you're like yo maybe, we're we're, pr- we're pretty good at this you know you get some confidence you have a you have your season two you get a lot of good reviews right you're feeling good you go decide to shadow Joe Rogan right you're in the studio you see what great is yeah now you understand what you need to do to achieve your dreams Mm -hmm. right and most people are too scared they're too scared to see what great is they settle with good Mm -hmm. they settle with making enough money to survive right they settle with like good enough but most people are too scared to see what great is because it's intimidating. It's hard. You got to work on things, right? And uh, that is probably my favorite poem I've ever written because, you know, if you, there's a movie, Joy. There's a movie called Joy, yep. right? Have you yeah, seen the it? the guy, the cleaning thing. It's a mom. The cleaning mom. thing. He's a big movie guy. I got, well, yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but uh, the name Joy holds a lot of oh, meaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know, uh, one of my best family friends growing up uh, their their mom was Joy, and she you know had had a tough uh, bout with cancer. Ended up losing the battle, uh, just just a couple years now. Uh, so the 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 meaning of Joy holds so deep. So I'm actually going to watch that one. Strong impact, but great yes, movie too. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, well, sorry to hear about that. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. She um so it's a, it's a great movie. It the first half hour is very hard to get through. 
right? <laughs> it's stressful because it's like, right? It's just showing her daily life. Yeah. And it's, it's just a mess. It's like us right now with the kids. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it's what like. It yeah. Gives it's, me anxiety <laughs> thinking about it. It's just a mess, you know? And then the the last hour and a half of it is just an incredible true story. It's based on a true oh, yeah, story. True story. Forgot about that. And um, there's this part where she's first seeing what QVC was like. Like she's seeing the telephones ring off the hooks. She's seeing the person give the pitch. And you could just see the light in her eyes. She saw great, right? Yeah. And she, in the movie, she has so many challenges that come her way from having to sit and wait and wait and wait to be heard by Bradley Cooper. I forget who he was playing. Yeah, he was like the the, the uh, guy who's the filter, right? Or something yeah. like that? Yeah, he was like the guy in charge of letting her like Pass. pitch her product, mm-hmm. right? And then um, she gets the meeting with Bradley Cooper after waiting and them telling her like, no, you got no shot. And um, she she does awful in the meeting, but he gives her another shot, right? She She keeps showing up, right? She keeps showing up. And Bradley Cooper is like, all right, you know, we're going to give your mop a chance because she was, she put together this mop to that make it easy. Right? Yeah. So it's that the one squeezes. That pull, and then yep. it squeezes yep. the water out. I, know that one. I haven't mopped in a while, but go ahead. Yeah. And um, so, so they give it to the best selling person, right? They give it to the best selling person um, on QVC at the time. And uh, it's the movie's so cool because like Joan Rivers is in, <laughs> she's pictured in there too. And it's this guy who had, has, knows nothing about mopping. He does awful. Yeah, yeah. No sales, right? <laughs> it's funny. But she had saw great the the week before. She had saw great before that, right? By someone who was just going off the hook in sales. And she calls him and says, you can't do this to me. You need to let me pitch my product. He said that, he's like, listen, it doesn't work like that. You know, the, there's bright lights. The TV is a whole different industry. She said, no. You need me to pitch. You need to let me pitch my product. Mm -hmm. So she gets on there and she does her thing. And then boom, you know, after some trials, she hit a big hit. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it starts with her slow and she's trying and you're like, you're like anxious because you're like, oh, she's screwing up. She's screwing up. And then she like gets that effort in her system where she just crushes her friend. Her friend called in. Yeah. Yeah. Her friend called in and made the call. Yeah. Right. That, that's why, you know, friends are, so that's why I think what you guys are doing is so important. That association part of the success equation, it is a game changer, right? When you can learn that you can't do everything on your own, you are going to accelerate forward in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And it sounds like you guys, that's why I wanted to meet with you guys because not only are you guys doing this with the podcast, right? You got Claudio back there, like the the team, unbelievable rig, right? yeah. <laughs> like you know, he he puts these stories to life. You know that so often people don't think about the team that goes into something like well, this. Well, tell everyone why you wanted to meet us. Tell yeah. them the real reason. I w- I I do almost all my video editing on my own, right? And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and, um, you know, he basically wants Claudio. He wants to steal <laughs> yeah. him. And, uh, and, you know, I had seen your guys's posts and I was impressed with the video editing. Right. And so I was like, you know, I want to meet these guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it, I mean, like I post four, four videos a week that are about a minute long. Mm-hmm. So maybe it takes me an hour to set up film, upload all that stuff. It takes me about 
probably 30 minutes to an hour to edit each video, mm -hmm. right? Because I do the text. I have, you, sometimes you have to cut in and out, and the green a minute, screen. Right? Yeah, a minute video. So it's like, you know, you're talking about six hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. But what's not talked about is how, how much went into just being able to do that. Yeah. And then I'm not that good of a video editor. So now I have to make sure I keep studying how to do better, how to get connected with um, video people, right? And um, it's one of those things. It's like, I, when I got voted top 50 on the Golf Digest, and um, it was just, it was New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Pretty Eve. Pretty cool. Yeah, that it was is. New Year's. I was like, imagine getting that email on New Year's Eve. You know, you're like, you're like, man, a dream came true. This is literally what I was trying to do since probably 17. And um, I was with about 200 people that night on New Year's Eve. And um, yeah, don't we miss those days? <laughs> and uh, there was no one around me that had any idea what went into the last 10 years. And it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I just thought that whole night, I'm like, I never want to make it to the top again alone. Right. Uh -huh. You know, and like, you don't make it like I, I wouldn't have done what I did without all the mentors, with all, all the clients. But, you know, it's not like I had a team of 100 people working with me. Yeah. It's not like I had a co-host on a podcast, you know. So I said... You know, that is when I really started pushing the mentoring and business coaching for Warm Heart Life is because I just want to grow together with people. Yeah. I just want my life to matter, right? And that has led to some of the most amazing conversations that, you know, you could possibly imagine, connections. And uh, it's one of those things. It's like, that's what I want to do. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point because yeah. sometimes having that secret's fun but like if you have an inside secret of like achievement with friends and like they did it together, it's even more satisfying because if no one else knows, but you're in the bar together and you're like, we did it, we did it. And you have a drink mm -hmm. and no one knows what's going on, but you know, it's kind of fun. It's a good point. And you know, you, you, you explain things that that's definitely a talent of yours is, yes. is being able to, to hold conversations like this. Tell a good story. I, I feel like I'm a guest on your podcast right now, which is how it's supposed to be. No, I'm serious. <laughs> what are we going to name because, it? <laughs> because the, your story is incredible, yeah. but you, you, you have a unique skill at being able to, to explain things and break it down to, to really understandable terms. Uh, so I love what you did there. But, but Mike and I are, are proof of exactly what you're saying. And we're nowhere near you know, where the three of us are, are headed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm top but, 56 golf <laughs> trainer. So, but, um, being able to, to do this together, the, the three of us, it gets annoying sometimes because, you know, we all have to schedule, we, we all have different schedules and we have to agree on one thing. Mike is the busiest human being in America right Getting now. Getting better at that. <laughs> Getting is. better at that. He is. Uh, but we make it work. Um, and, and the accountability is there. Uh, so I, so I do think, uh, just to, to go to what you're saying, having a partner and it goes deeper than just a partner it has to be the right partner or partners that have skills that you don't yep right because the three of us all have a unique skill set mm -hmm. um we're decent at all of them but we're really good at specific things that the other one is not good at to that level mm -hmm. uh so i so i think that's a a real important piece again a simple thing but we've seen you know, early success. And we talk to people who have seen real success because of that. Yeah. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code no snooze 30. 
Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. The, um, you throw a lot at us today. Very good stuff, though. You've accomplished a lot. What's like? What's the next five years look like? Do you have an idea of that, or are you just kind of taking it day by day? Yeah, I uh, there's this book which it sounds like you've read. You know, uh, have you read Cash Flow Quadrant? Yes. So, and by read, I do all audiobooks. And <laughs> I read ten pages. I get yeah, but I get made fun of because they're like, "That's not reading." I'm like, "Well, I'm retaining the info, so it's the same thing." Um, but go ahead. Yeah, good book. So uh, Kawasaki, or whatever his name is, right? Yeah, yeah, Robert Kawasaki. Robert. Robert yeah, yeah. And uh, there He's was incredible. It's a beast. He is it's a beast. What do you what do you like about him? I think his mindset is what really sold me, and I love that he took young because he started a. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. If we're talking about the right person, he started a, um, right a young person. a young pro a young professionals program where he relates because he's a little older. So he takes that young host of his um, yeah. and they they break things. What, what's the millennial money? Yes, That's yes, it. millennial yeah. money. I don't like the host. Um, though. So no offense to the host. If no, you no, see no. Me. But he saw like, he saw right? a unique opportunity, <laughs> and it was. I think it was his mindset that was like, okay, maybe I need somebody younger to pull this stuff out of me. Yeah. So the younger generation will listen to me. Yeah. So that thought process to me was genius. Right, so that's just one of the things that I kind of like about him. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, I read The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. um, which I think a lot of people have. And it, I think it's a good gateway drug, for lack of a better word, to a lot of other things. Like, it's not the end-all, be-all, but definitely it changes you your mindset. Flow. Yeah, it, it teaches you what to look at and, like, not everything can be – it's a lot more complex than dollars and cents. You know, there's time, there's mo- there's all these other – it's just uh, he opens your eyes so much more. And to your point, when you went and you saw, um, you know, even the Joy movie, they see what great is. I think they also see an opportunity. You know, they they you have to have the lens to realize when an opportunity is in front of you, because a lot of people just let it pass by, and then they kind of stay the course. So it's you have to be a um, open to receive the opportunities too. Yeah, it took you off track again. Sorry, we're the, the, the five years thing you were going there. But. Yeah, five years. <laughs> but I know, but that that's a great lead into that. So, like, what I want to do the next five years is I want to be that voice for people in their twenties, right? I want to be that voice that takes the information from these people who have really made it and relates it to them, right? Yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing a lot of um, since COVID, right? Uh, my mentor, Tom Plummer, he said, Brandon, this is the, the only thing I needed to hear, right, when COVID hit and like everything just, the sandcastle went down, right? He said, Brandon, you need to be here for your people. So that is what I'm focusing on the next five years, being there for my people, right? So um, I need to be there for my fitness clients. I need to be there for these people who are getting turned down from internships, not because they're not talented, not because of like, you know, I hate when people say, oh, you have a lot of potential. The potential is one thing. 
they just need to learn what goes into um, someone saying, hey, like the potential was fulfilled, right? So I want to be that guy that helps these students who aren't getting chances understand what it takes to get those chances, right? And then I put them in the hands of people like you guys, like if they're interested in podcasts or real estate, who can then take them in on their team, right? Um, So I take five weeks to help mentor kids to understand that it's okay to ask questions. Hey, what's a good question, what's a bad question, right? If you could pull out your phone and Google it, then it's probably not a good question, even if the person knows the answer. I ask a lot of bad questions. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So um, basically, I'm trying to help these kids who aren't getting chances, right? And then be an accountability system um, for people who want it, right? You know, people say, well, what separates you in your business coaching? I'm like, it's just uh, the accountability. I'm not a Tony Robbins. I'm not a Gary Vee. I just have a system that you spend 20 minutes with me and all of a sudden you have a lot more clarity about what needs to be done. So that's the key. You know, do you have a focus, right? Do you break it down into daily or weekly action, right? Then from there, do you have an accountability system where you can measure what's working and what's not working? And four, do you keep score, right? Do you keep score? You know, people play harder when they know the score, yeah. right? right? Think about, think about the, the kids playing basketball down the street, right? You know if it's uh, 21 to 20, right? Or if they're just shooting around for fun, mm-hmm. right? You know, like, like my coaching system is based off the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, right? It's simple, right? It's something that worked, right? And it will work for pretty much every business, every person, right? And it helps develop so much clarity, right? And I'm interested to hear how you guys like have developed this clarity. You know, was it certain mentors? Was it certain books? Was it just trial and error? It was all of it. All yeah, of it, yeah. All of it. A lot of it. Exactly. It's, um, I think the journey of starting a company, a brand, whatever it is, is very messy. You can't really point to one thing, but there's so many things that factor in your day-to-day decision-making. And I think now having the babies, we're figuring out what's working, what's their best use of time. In addition, we're trying to refine that and prepare ourselves process-wise to put other people in positions when they have the right skill set to take over some of the burden, right? So like in a social media intern was something we tried out. It didn't work the first time. We had a great relationship with the person, but that was something that would benefit us greatly because it does take a lot of time to do six emails, 10 comments. It adds up. So we're, and like Dave said, you're not going to get to the next tier doing the same activities in a perfect world. Yeah, sure. You can get there, but it's not going to be quick enough to achieve your goal, you know? So that's the other thing we're, we're trying to, you know, at what point does it make sense to pull in the help for like a social media, uh, the emails, the outreach, the sponsorship, there's so many avenues we still haven't tapped, but it's because we're focusing on the core group, getting our processes down belief. And then once that's in place, then we can fold people in. And, and also, you know, patience is, yeah, is major. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all have full-time jobs oh, yeah. and careers. Uh, so it's, we, we understand that slow grow is okay. Yeah. And as long as we're progressing, like Mike said, we're not striving for perfection. So honestly, if we don't hit those numbers, it really doesn't matter to us because we know that we've been able to establish a really good core audience. And we say it all the time. If we have one new follower or 500 new followers, 
it's great and we're happy to have them, but knowing that we touched that one is really all we look for. And if we have repeat people that are, you know, constantly engaging in our content, I, we're shocked that when we stopped after season one, there was over 250 people that had already listened to every single episode of the podcast that were reaching out to us like, well, you guys are just taking a break, right? You're not really yeah, stopping yeah, the yeah. podcast because Mike made a joke saying yeah. that CV was leaving us. It's our last one. Uh, <laughs> so pe people were upset about it, but that was like that was really motivating to us. Yeah. Um, you know, coming up on your first ten thousand downloads, it like little things. You know that sound and ten thousand is great. You know, but the numbers really doesn't matter to us. It, it, it's us living our experiences and seeing how it really creates impact on other people is why we you know do what we do. Uh, so I, I hope that all makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. The benefits that come from this are basically house money because we're very happy and successful in our fields of business. And, you know, it's going to be great when this is super successful and is already to some extent. But at that point, it's just we're adding more icing on the cake, so to speak. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of leave you guys with this story. So um, it what you do, the reason why I respect what you guys are doing so much is because one, it takes a lot of time out of your day, right? <laughs> you know, like what most people don't see about this is what goes into the setup, what goes into the editing, right? What goes into the preparation, right? And, um, but in reality, why this is all worth it is because it gets you more attention. Yeah, it's right? all attention trading. Right, and it, it, when you get positive attention, like you're trying to spread a positive message, not trying, you guys are spreading a positive message. Um, it gets you more exposure. So like that book, right, I probably like probably about 30 a week, right? Probably about 30 a week sold, right? Then I get in a national article, right? 275 plus sold last month, right? That was a book I wrote after my master's thesis. Self-published, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, when you go from 30 or 27, if you wanna consider it 10X, right? When you 10X something, the key is you have something that works, right? and then you multiply it by getting the attention so that it can fit the people who need it, right? And this not only is getting you attention for a good message, but also for your personal brands as well, right? And I just think that's so great what you guys are doing, and I really appreciate you having me on today. Well, no, we appreciate having you. And thank you, but uh, we also do this selfishly, and I, I always say it, but we, we learn a lot doing this. You know, oh, yeah. we, we have not figured life out. We know the tools to figure life out yeah. and now it's a daily application of those tools through yeah, our own applying. routines and applying it uh, but we get to bring people on like yourself to tell their stories and then expose that to our audience um, and, and that's really what we we're, we're big proponents of networking and it's positive networking too um, you know because I think a lot of good things will come of this interview uh, great relationships are obviously formed and um, Great you know, golf I, scores. I, I want to make sure that people can find you though yeah so yeah. where is uh, you know, where can they purchase the books? Uh, where can they find uh, Brandon? Yeah, the, the best way is Instagram. So at Brandon Godoris, just my name, and at Warmheart Life. Um, all the links are on my Instagram to the books. You can find the books on Amazon. I hope to get another one out by the end of this year. I'm working on. Uh, What's that book? Uh, it's right now. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Okay. It's called Skip College, Read This. A strong title. I, love, I like it. Five yeah. weeks to creating the foundation 
um, you need to succeed yeah. in life. If there's any time to put that book out, it's right now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, obviously, and my wife is a teacher, so big proponent of academia um, in every, you know, facet all the way up to your master's and doctorate and all of that. But there is so much opportunity out there today. I mean, you see, you see YouTubers, little kids making millions of dollars. Um, so education for what you think of it, you know, when, when we grew up, even though we're, we're young, is much different than it is now. Um, so I think a book like that would actually be phenomenal for people. And I think if you have the opportunity, try to get some sponsors for stuff like that. Because yeah. in your books, I'm seeing in something I love, like you, you must have used a certain type of club, that whole book. And if you tell the reader, grab this club to practice, yeah. another income stream. My, Mike is a uh, sponsorship genius. A sponsorship, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm not going to say it because we're family friendly here, but <laughs> I love them. Love sponsors. I'm working on <laughs> those still. We haven't, that's something that I love putting time towards because it's fun. It's yep. like these, you get to, so it's. Well, we're thinking about me and my mentor, uh, Tom Plummer, and maybe we can have you guys as a part of this. You know, if this, if we're ever able to do in-person things next year, we're thinking about having a two-day course for all the students around the area on how to create purpose and profit in their life. Yeah, That's pretty cool. So, we'll be uh, that. you know, that, that, that would be great if we could have sponsors for that event and, uh, you know, maybe not too crowded, but maybe like 10 to 20 students who really want to, uh, maybe don't always have the opportunity for certain things. Yep. And, uh, you know, when they can spend two days with us, they can yep. really see what, what can actually happen. Um, if they put their mind to something. Wow. Very cool. Um, Brandon, last question. And this is something I, I think has become a topic of conversation pretty much everywhere I go because I'm always interested in, in the answers here. But I think it's also, it, it brings a lot of value to, to those who will check this episode out whenever they check it out. There's a false, I guess, representation of always waking up and you know being motivated, right? <laughs> I, I think people who see successful people um, believe that that person, one, has it all, Yes, so they don't know the work that went into it. But for you, Brandon, when you wake up every day in the morning, you, you can't possibly be motivated every single day. So what do you do on the days where you're not feeling it and you know that you still have to go provide value through your businesses to other people? How do you handle waking up like that? How do you avoid snoozing? <laughs> yes. I like that. Well, one, that's a really good question. Um, and I think that's a question that should be asked more often because I think people think like, oh, like these successful people, they just wake up out of their bed, you know, motivated. But I think that's actually one of the hardest things to do, you know, especially if you work a lot of 16 hour days, you know, it's like, it's not the easiest thing to just get up, you know, and I could be wrong. This is just my personal experience. And from studying that question from a lot of successful people, Grant Cardone said, I remember he said at the 10X Growth Conference, he's like, you know, like I tried the four hour sleep thing. It's nonsense, right? He's like, he's like, you need, you need your sleep. You know, people say like they get out of bed jumping. He's like, he's like, I don't get out of bed jumping. You know, I want to go back to bed. And that's one of the most motivated people I've ever seen. Um, so what I do is I have, I measure if I win or lose every day. This guy, Andy Frasilla, I don't know. He has a good podcast. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. And um, I saw him speak at the 10X Growth Conference too. And he gets up on stage and he said, would you rather be the Patriots or the Browns? <laughs> Browns. I'm a Jets fan, baby. So, uh, yeah. 
you know, at that time, like this was two or this was probably almost three years ago now, like the Browns were pretty bad yeah, and the yeah. Patriots were pretty good. Right. And uh, that was, you know, those just clicked. He's like, would you rather be the Patriots or the Browns? He's like, you're not going to win every day. Right. You're going to get losses. But would you rather go like 14 and two or two and 14? And I was like, oh, that's a good point. And he's like, he's like, I just write down five critical tasks every day. Right. And then if I do them all, I win the day. If I don't, then I can just put the next one to the next day. And the idea behind that is just to accumulate good habits over time. So eventually, if it's on your critical task long enough, then you could take it off. It's just a habit. Um, so I know if I win a day or if I lose a day. And it's like when I get those five things done, I'm done. I could live life. So if I'm done by 12 o'clock, right? I could go live life. I don't have to, because when I was younger, I used to like, feel like, oh, I got to work. I got to like the Gary Vee mentality. Um, but like, you know, I want to have a plane someday, right? Andy Frasilla has a plane. So I tend to listen to people who have what I want. How big? Right. Uh, I don't know yet. Well, you got to get specific. Yeah. Right. So What'd you just hit us with? Maybe, maybe that's why I don't have the plane, yeah. right? You got to take a picture of a plane. And it's funny because Andy actually said that, you know, he kind of knew every bit that he wanted in his plane. Right. Um, I just not at that point yet, but I do want a plane so I can, you know, go to different. I want I'm long term. Right. My my plan is to build big businesses and invest in real estate. Okay, I like that. I know a good real estate agent. Yeah. So so that's why I like getting connected with people like you guys. Right. Um, So when you have a plane, you're able to travel to all these different places. Right. Have you read the book Little Giants? I have not. I've seen it. that movie. That's yeah, a good movie. movie. Yeah. But it's a book basically about bigger's not better. Yeah. And it's really something interesting to think about because yeah. something you won't factor in yet is lifestyle. Yep. And what you want to build, Little Giants is more about like dominating a specific area. And you're fortunate enough to be in an area where you can do that and get away with that business plan, yep. which is kind of my whole motto too. In the real estate world. What's it what's it called? Little Giants. Little Giants. And it's a study of like one man or one woman companies that are excelling and competing with big companies, yeah. but they're small. Yeah. I believe it. It's a good one. They, they understand what you guys understand scaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that, that's something that really interests me in the future. Right. And, um, yeah. And then the question was, what was the question? When, <laughs> I when, love it. When, so you, you, off when you personally, aren't motivated for the day. I mean, you started, you, you, yeah, explained, yeah. Explained, it. you explained it, but when you're, yeah. when, when you're not motivated and you know that you have to still get up and attack your day, how do you do it? So that, that's it. You know, I just know if I win or lose, you know, I, um, you know, I might go like my average, maybe about 82%. I don't know when I did it like a year and a half in, I think that's what I was. Oh, uh, so like 82% of the days I got all five tasks done. You like percentages. I like this. Yeah. And like, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be something that like is all work related. Like, you know, I, when I first started doing this, like I used to put on my critical tasks, give five compliments, right? Pe- people ask me, like you mentioned this earlier in the inter- interview, they're like, Brandon, how are you so good at asking questions? Like people ask me that all the time. And it's like, just cause I've practiced so many little things that people don't think of, mm-hmm. like giving compliments. Right, Jesse Itzler said this one thing that sticks with me every day. He said, your relationships will change forever if you do these three things. Compliment, congratulate, console. Look for opportunities to compliment people for what they do. And don't give fake compliments like, 
oh, like, I like your smile. It's like, no, like, my day was going pretty bad, and then I came to dinner with you, and you smiled at me, and it made my day. What, they pick up the check? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and it... And it's, it's, you know, it's these little things like, like congratulate, you know, how good does it feel when you hit 10,000, right? And people are like saying, oh, congrats, you know, that must like, that must have been pretty I, hard. I have a problem with taking congratulations. Yeah, Mike is terrible. I'm that. terrible at it. I like, can't. He I don't gets know compliments and he, he receives it, but yeah. he, he, he's, and he spoke about it on the podcast. I get, like before. embarrassed. It's kind of like an awkward feeling, yeah. right? Because it definitely is. Um, yeah. But I think the more you do it, you know, you just get better at it and, yeah. and better at it. But like. You know, Mike was telling me before that my calves look really good in these um, orange shoes here. He's slipping yeah. in a body. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. You were, you're angling it wrong to the camera. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, you know. You know that if you practiced. <laughs> um, no, so that, that that was, I mean, did you want to finish on anything specific? Oh, and then, and then console. You know, you yeah. show up. You show up when your friends need you, when your family needs you. You show up, you know, whether it's for something that happened tragically or whether it's for like, hey, you know, like my buddy was in a meatball eating contest, like before COVID. Sign him up. Yeah, Sign and, him up. Uh, and he's like, Mike hey, you Pirelli know. Pirelli Greenwich he's, Meatball. He's like, he's like, I need you, I need you there. I'm like, okay, you know. My first, my, one of my first real estate sales, I made meatballs for the, the uh, Jenna Mazzilli. That's genius. property, yeah. Shout out to Mazzilli. Mrs. Mazzilli yes. gave me the idea, and she's like, you should make meatballs. I'm like, I love that idea. And then my whole brand was make it to the meatballs. Point being, if you need to pivot, you can pivot because yes. that went out the window early. <laughs> Beautiful. No, that's good stuff, man. Are we doing the quote, Tandy? Yeah, absolutely. So strong. This, this is my personal favorite section. Yeah. This will bring us to Dave's Dime of the Week. Dimes, dimes, dimes. We need a soundboard. <laughs> that's it. That's we it. have one. We it's have like You one. guys got good radio voices. <laughs> um, excuse my presentation, right but I want to get this one right. So Oprah Winfrey, Never be heard thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. The patented finger at the end is his move. <laughs> um, I actually have mine written down today. Oh, that a boy. Uh, this is Miguelito's mantras. Ito, Ito, Ito. Miguelito means little Michael in Spanish. That was my name in Spanish class. Fun <laughs> fact. Uh, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. Very nice. Mike. Nike, just do it. That's right. Looking for that sponsorship. Brandon, you got something for the listeners? In the holster? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that, that one I said earlier, I just want to repeat it. Cause I think it means so much, you know, it's like the, the person who made it to the top of the mountain didn't just fall there. Right. They, they, the person who made it to the top of the mountain, they took a lot of steps to get there. They, they took a lot of big steps to jump over holes, right? <laughs> they, they carried wood to build a bridge so they can walk over that gap. Right. And, uh, I think Vince Lombardi made that quote famous, but I think a lot of people have said it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I forget to put the person who wrote the quote in mine all the time, so yeah. I apologize whoever said that. But no, that was great. That is. That's beautiful. Brandon, we thank you, and we thank you guys for tuning in. You have anything uh, before we sign no, off? No, I was going to say this was phenomenal. We're going to get the golf tips off air because I'm not letting you out of here until we get that. Right. Uh, for everyone that's watching, we appreciate all the support. Check out Brandon's Instagram. Go follow him. Go buy a book. Uh, you won't be sorry. Beautiful. Until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get, get after, after it. it. I say I've both been looking parts. At these dumbbells all morning, man. I gotta go. 
That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at nosnoozepodcast.